You're listening to Moments from the Mount, a podcast from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church and Pastor Benjamin Schaefer. This is a sermon that was recently preached in our congregation. You can learn more at mtcalvaryreading.org or watch a sermon there. Thanks for listening. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus, the King of all kings. And Lord over all the earth. Amen. The word of God for us to meditate on today is from the book of Acts chapter 10 verses 34 through 38. There we hear from God. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. This is the word of the Lord. Dear friends, deep within the storage vaults of our home, there is a plastic tote. This is a storage bin that my parents actually started filling up for me when I was little. It's got a bunch of stuff inside of it, stuff that really doesn't matter, but stuff that has seemed worth holding on to. You know, some high school memorabilia, college stuff, awards, plaques, achievements, things from seminary, all sorts of little things. A few trophies are thrown in there that I got over the years. And when I got old enough, my parents gave me that storage bin and said, here, take it, get it out of here. And so I've moved it around Moved it from my childhood home with me kind of to school and then to, uh, to my vicar congregation in Nevada and then back to the many homes that we've had in Wisconsin. And, and now we finally moved it out here to our home in Redding, California. And when it was time to move here, my wife especially and me sort of, We were downsizing and getting rid of stuff and packing up. And my dear bride opens up this plastic storage bin and and says in a no-nonsense sort of way, why are we keeping this stuff? Have you ever found yourself asking the same question? I'll admit that as a parent, I, I tend to hang on to things that my kids do, their accomplishments, their, their pretty pictures, a, a craft project that's really nice. You know, why? You know, but why? <laughs> why do we hang on to the hardware, the awards, the certificates, sometimes for years? Now, it can be a simple appreciation for God's goodness and gifts. We want to remember something. But could it also be? Could it also be especially the stuff that we hang on personally, that we have received? Could it be that we are longing for 
approval, validation, appreciation. And this little award, this, this trophy, this plaque, this thing says, yes, you're worth it. That, that somebody appreciated you. Somebody said you did a good job. Somebody remembered the sacrifices you made to reach that level. We do it when we grow up. We get the kids get their awards and we go out into the world and still that, that longing for approval continues as adults. We want it from our friends. We want it from our neighbors. We want it from, from others. We still crave that approval. And the most important relationship though, the most important relationship is our our Heavenly Father's approval. And today we find that in the waters of the Jordan River, the Father's approval, His favoritism, in a good way, His favoritism showered upon Jesus Christ, the Chosen One, the Messiah, the Christ. God affirmed His eternal love for Jesus. And in the broad day of your baptism, God affirmed his love for you too. The Father showered that approval on sons and daughters. Today is a day to remember and rejoice in, in Jesus' baptism, but also in our own baptisms as God's children. And so to do that, we look at Acts chapter 10. And we see here Peter, the apostle Peter, who always seems to struggle a little bit. He struggled finding God's approval. Or what he thought would earn God's favoritism. He was the disciple to push himself forward and always eager to prove himself. You know, he said to Jesus and, and Elijah and, and Moses, oh, I'll, bring, I'll build three shelters for you on the Mount of Transfiguration. He said to Jesus, well, I'll never leave you, Lord, as, he, as Jesus was facing his own Desertion by his disciples. You know, Peter had to learn that God's salvation was by grace alone, a gift. And and even many years later now, in Acts chapter 10, as a New Testament leader in the church, as the church is growing, Peter had much to learn about God's approval and plain favorites. The Lord sent him to a Gentile, a centurion named Cornelius, Cornelius was a unique guy. Cornelius was a non-Jew. He was a Gentile. And Peter would have believed that, that Jesus came for the Gentiles too. He preached that on Pentecost, that Jesus is the Savior of all nations. But the practical and real world applications of that were not always clear to him. And take, for example, the idea of eating unclean animals, which was forbidden in the Old Testament. And Peter had grown up not eating those animals. Could he eat them? Or take the idea of going into the home of an uncircumcised Gentile. That was, you didn't do that as a Jew. But God used Cornelius to show Peter that those things were okay. That to be God's child, to be showered with the approval of the Father, you didn't need to follow those laws. And that's why Peter said here at the start of our lesson, 
Now I know how true it is that God does not show favoritism. God does not act like we do, picking and choosing his favorites, looking down on those who are different. No, God calls on all people to put away their sin and to trust in Jesus alone for salvation. Since the time of John, this message had been being preached, but the, the implications the, weren't always clear. Peter says, you know, you, you Jew, he's talking to a group of Jews. He says, you know about the message of Jesus, the peace that comes through him. He's Lord of all. You know that. But to know that, that God welcomes people, because all are sinners and Jesus has died for all people. And baptism is God's gift, a washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. That's what makes what we're observing today so confusing. You know, baptism is a washing for all sinners. It's something for all people. Something we need because we're born and corrupted by sin. You know, why would Jesus need to be baptized? Jesus was the perfect, perfect, sinless Son of God. He didn't need baptism for the forgiveness of sins. He was and is today all-knowing, all-perfect, eternal, not lacking anything. And yet Jesus came to be baptized. And Jesus received the same baptism that everyone else received. The same Holy Spirit was at work when Jesus was baptized. And the same Spirit came to rest on Jesus in the form of a dove. And Peter here in Acts chapter 10 describes exactly why Jesus was baptized. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Why was Jesus baptized? Jesus received benefits in baptism. God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, a special measure of God's power and that special anointing of the Holy Spirit rested on Jesus according to his human nature. Jesus, who is God, who doesn't need anything, was given strength in his baptism. This is God's chosen, his anointed one. This is the Messiah who has come to rescue us from our sins. And baptism gave Jesus power according to his human nature. Baptism was a blessing so that Jesus could fulfill all righteousness and, and defeat the devil and do good and heal all. God was with him and that was clear for everybody to see. And that's the peace that you and I have through Jesus that everything is accomplished, that nothing is left. There is no maybes or no ifs or did he do enough. No, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And that same power that was at work in Jesus' baptism, that power is at work in our baptisms too. Find the Father's approval, his favoritism showered on you in baptism. You see, God doesn't play favorites, not like us, but he does show his favor. He does show his approval. He does shower that on us in baptism. God works through water and the word to grant forgiveness, life and salvation to you and me 
and all who are baptized and believe. Find the voice of the Father speaking at your baptism. You are my son, my daughter, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. In a good sense, there is a favoritism, an approval from God that we have through baptism. You are his favorite, and you are his favorite, and you are his favorite. This is the amazing love that our God has for us. As human beings, we long for approval. Now, men and women long for approval and affirmation, especially from parents. It's not a bad thing. It is a human thing. We need a mom and a dad who both give us love in different ways and who shower children with that approval. And if a child doesn't have that, if they miss out on the approval of a father or a mother, if they're missing out on God's plan for humankind, that studies have shown, experience has shown, that a child might struggle with self-esteem. They might struggle with feeling inadequate throughout their lives because they feel like they were missing out on something. Now think of that in terms of the spiritual realm. We know that we are sinners who fall short of God's perfection. We know we lose our temper and worry about our daily bread. We know that we go against His commands All too often we know that we neglect helping those in need as we should. We know that. And so we know that we fall short of our Heavenly Father's uh, standard and so we long for His approval. And we try and work for His approval. We try to prove ourselves to Him. But baptism, baptism is the gift of God that assures us that we are His children you and I did nothing to bring ourselves into this world. That was our mom and our dad. They, they got it done. They made it happen. And with God's help, obviously. But our spiritual birth is the same. We did not make it happen. God himself gives us rebirth and renewal through the Holy Spirit. And so today God wants us to remember our baptisms. That you were connected to Christ Jesus, his death, his resurrection, and all the blessings that flow from him. You were, you were connected to him through the waters of holy baptism, through the promises of God that is his gift to you and to everyone who believes. I'd like to close with one final memento today. I, so, I suppose you could call it a trophy, although I don't remember getting it. It's this little silver baby block. It says, Benjamin Paul Schaefer baptized March 13th, 1983. And we never celebrated my, my, this is my baptismal birthday. We never celebrated my baptismal birthday growing up, but I kind of wish we had. It's the day on which God chose me in time to enjoy the blessings of his kingdom It's the day on which I was washed clean of all my sins and connected to Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I didn't do anything. (laughs) I hadn't done anything in life except probably cried too much and soiled a few diapers. But God the Father loved me. And Jesus the Son died for me. And God the Holy Spirit anointed me with power to live as his child. 
That's where we all can find the Father's approval, His favoritism (laughs) showered on us in baptism. That's where we see it every day of our lives. Amen.